Welcome to the Danny Cola Podcast, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Action Coffee. Check the show notes, go to www.drinkaction.com and use promo code Danny for 12% off your order at Action Coffee. Action Coffee is the home of Amplified Coffee, which is MCT-infused coffee. If you like drinking French press coffee, this is the coffee that you have to try. I promise you, you don't have to buy any extra MCT oil. This coffee has MCT-infused coffee beans. It is really what fuels my day and gets me going. Go to drinkaction.com and at checkout, use promo code Danny for 12% off your order. This episode is also brought to you by Superhuman Tools. Superhuman Tools has one of the best products on the market right now. It is a daily planner. What type of planner do you use to write your goals down? Are you even writing stuff down every day? How are you making sure you're getting everything done off your list that needs to get done? What does your priority list physically look like? The satisfaction you get from crossing off all the things on your to-do list is amazing. And guess what? That shit builds momentum and gets you going on the next thing, on the next thing, and building yourself up better than where you were yesterday. Go to the show notes and click on the link that says Superhuman Tools. Use promo code Danny to get 25% off your Superhuman Tools daily or monthly planner. And last but not least, this podcast is also brought to you by Barbell Apparel. Are you someone that lifts weights, has juicy thighs, and has trouble fitting yourself in jeans like me? Well then, stop thinking about where you're going to buy your clothes, because right now, I have the best place for you. That's barbellapparel.com. They have the best jeans for people who lift weights, who squat, who lunge, who use kettlebells. If you have trouble getting your thighs in jeans, then you need to shop the barbell. Check the show notes, click the link, use promo code Danny, and get 10% off your order at Barbell Clothing. My guest on today's podcast is Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear and current Fox 32 and Big Ten analyst. This guy is a wealth of knowledge and super entertaining, let me tell you. I first got in contact with him because he and I were sharing Facebook workout videos back and forth. Uh, And he's just somebody that has a lot of enthusiasm and passion for fitness. On this podcast, we talk a little bit about fitness, workout routines, uh, recovery routines, nutrition, life before, during football, and after football. It was just a, a great conversation. He's a great guy, and I appreciate his time. So without further ado, give it up for my main man, Corey Wooten. So you're right now, I mean, the reason why I reached out to you is because your workout videos on Facebook were amazing. (laughs) Like they they were, they were genuine, they were authentic and you're just like getting people jacked up to go work out. I mean, you got me excited to work out um, when I watched your videos. So tell me a little bit about your workout routine. Tell me a little bit about like what motivates you to keep going and staying healthy and, and doing all that, man. Not many people know this, but I'm from Jersey, right? And that's like weightlifting, meathead, supplement capital of the world. I mean, you look at all the supplements, vitamin shops started in Jersey. You look at the labels and stuff. Most of the stuff is from Jersey. So my roots, 
come in the weight room. I remember as a kid being uh, in this in this gym, strong and shapely in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and Ronnie Coleman worked out there, a bunch of other bodybuilders, powerlifters, and I remember as a kid going around there messing on machines when I was like 13, 14 years old, had no clue about weightlifting, but I just I just loved it. And just seeing people over the years and like so I've just always been addicted to, to working out in fitness. Nice. So you were lifting weights before you started playing playing football or when did you start playing football? So so I, I was I started playing football when I was seven years old, second grade. That was the first year we could play. I played soccer before that because there was nothing really else to do in, in the fall, so I did that <laughs> up until How did you do in soccer when you were a kid? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I said I want to put a helmet on because I got kicked in the, in the face with the ball and after that like my two front teeth fell out. Luckily they were the baby teeth, but I was like, I just want somewhere I can put a helmet on so it protects my face. <laughs> yeah, dude, soccer's soccer's my sport. So I grew up playing soccer, uh, and I grew up with an Italian family and then uh I ended up playing college football and kicked and punted because, uh, you know, I just stopped playing soccer and I wanted to give the kicking and punting a try. But football always, you know, it's it's big in American culture, you know. Um, so weightlifting, did you ever have like a trainer or anything or how did you go about learning how to exercise? Um, well, I really got introduced, um, you know, I lifted like a tiny bit in high school. I wouldn't say for real, for real, like. You know, our, our team in, in New Jersey, Don Bosco Prep, was like a powerhouse for football. They always tried to get me to lift in there, and I actually didn't like lifting when I was, like, in high school. I didn't I didn't want to do it because I, I went to the doctor, and he told me, he's like, I broke my wrist one time. He's like, hey, you still, you're still growing a lot. Like, you shouldn't lift. Like, it's going to stunt your growth. So I always had that in the back of my mind every time they tried to make me work out in the weight room. So I would just, like, go to the side, do push-ups and pull-ups and you know, core stuff. So I tried to like stay away from that until I really got into college. And uh, when I got a scholarship to Northwestern, that was my first time for real, for real, like really getting into into weightlifting. Interesting, man. Yeah, I want to talk to you a little bit about the recruiting process, but before that, back up. So in high school, I mean, you, I'm sure you were a freaking animal and, and killing it. And like, there was really no specific structure when it came to exercise. Yeah, so I mean, we, we kind of did a little bit here and there. Like, I would pick and choose. Like, I mean, I was not strong by any means. Like, I, I don't even think I could do 205 when I was in high school. So I really didn't work out that much. I squatted. I was lucky if I could do 225 back then. So I really didn't take weightlifting that serious just because I was, like, in the back of my mind, nervous about stunning my growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, when I was, like, when I was like a junior or senior, I was, like, I still wasn't fully grown. I was maybe about six two and a half maybe 6'3". Wow. So I knew I, you know, I'm 6'7 right now. So wow. I, I knew I had some room left to grow and I, I wanted to be as tall as I can. I'm like, shoot, all the height I can get, you know, that'll definitely help me in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. So making the decision, I mean, going from East Coast and then I know you were, you were getting offers from, uh, where Connecticut and NC Louisville, State. NC State, yeah, South Florida. Um, yeah. So there's, there was a bunch of schools, um, you know, that, that offered me in Indiana as well. So I, I thought I would have to go the route of going to like a fifth year high school just because I was like a late bloomer, late developer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my first year playing varsity as a junior, you know, after the season, you know, I got my first offer from Indiana and then, you know, I ended up getting, you know, kept getting offers and offers. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to have to go to a fifth year high school. So it, it was a good sign. So I, I, yeah, everything ended up working out. Awesome. And what, uh, like, what made you stick out? What what 
what did Northwestern offer you or what did they bring to you that you were just like, damn, I want to go there. I want to, I want to go to Chicago. So I had, I had honestly hadn't heard of Northwestern before um, they had recruited me. You know, I, I had seen on like a, I seen on a game. I didn't really even know that was, there. I was like, oh, it was a purple team with an N on it. <laughs> I didn't really know it. And then so when they recruited me, I was like, oh, they're in the big 10, you know, they're, great academic school so I, I always wanted to go somewhere that was a good academic school so it was kind of between them and, and Boston College but I knew a lot of people that went to Boston College so I figured let me branch out let me see what the Midwest is about I love the people there on my visit all the, all my teammates um, everybody was down to earth I like the coaching staff everyone said nothing but good things about Chicago so I was like let me see what, what, what the Midwest is about and get, get a little away from home a little bit so I was excited for it Cool, man. Uh, well, obviously, you know, an amazing four-year career. Or how many years did you end up staying there? At Northwest, I did five. So you did five years? My freshman year, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Dude, that's awesome. And then, I mean, getting drafted by the Bears, I mean, that's, that's you know, got to be something amazing. And, and having that, you know, the defense, the, 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 you know, the history of the defense in Chicago and, Staying in your area, local, you know, from college into to the pros. What what's what was that whole like whirlwind like going in and you know being a two year player in high school and then you know having an awesome career in college and then being drafted by a team that watched you closely. I mean, what was that whirlwind like for you? I mean, it was it was it was definitely a whirlwind. Um, just going from from co- uh, high school, you know. I went to a private school and people told me, oh, you're not going to play there. You're not going to not gonna get scholarships to college. You know, and then I do that. And then I go to college and everyone's like, oh, you know, he's never going to play there. And I, I played since my freshman year and then just keep getting better, keep getting better. And, I, you know, when I first went there, I didn't really think the league was a possibility. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just keep getting better. We'll see what happens. I'll definitely get my education and we'll, we'll see, you know, after four or five years where, where my route is. And then after my fourth year, that's when I had my best year in. I was really breaking out, and you know, had over ten sacks that year. It was all Big Ten, you know. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, projected as a first or second round pick. And that's what I know. I was like, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm about to make the league. <laughs> and then, and then that year, I, I tore my ACL in the last the bowl game. You know, when I was considering possibly coming out, um, and it was it was definitely a big blow. But I think everything happens for a reason because if I didn't get hurt then. I would have been. I definitely would have been in Chicago because that year, 2009, that's the year I would have came out if, if I didn't tear my ACL. They didn't have any draft picks in the first or second round because of that Jay Cutler trade. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't have been in Chicago. So I would have probably went, been somewhere else. And, you know, you, you can go back and forth about this or that, but it definitely worked out and everything happens for a reason. For sure, man. And then, you know, we started talking a little bit about weight training and, you know, getting your body ready. Talk a little bit about, you know, how you developed physically and, and what the programs are like at a, you know, a D1 mainstream college level uh, program. So at a, at a D1 level, I mean, it's it's a whole lot. You have 90-something guys on the team, so yeah. everybody's in the weight room at one time. Yeah. So you have stations, but it's awesome. You have the, the music flowing. You have the guys there pumping you up, getting ready, so like – College is, is a lot different than the pros because it's a brotherhood. Everybody there, like my closest friends still to this day, are guys I met in that locker room. And everybody's, you know, rooting for each other, camaraderie. 
I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So just that experience of, of going through those workouts and, you know, the weight room thing was one thing, but then you go in the indoor and some of those workouts, we, I mean, it was torture. Took it winning edge. They had this thing we could. We called it in the wintertime. We'd have our, our freshman year, we had like 10-plus workouts of basically you could have a bunch of different stations and you mix it up by a position group and they just torture you for like seven minutes straight. <laughs> and then as soon as you're done with that, you, you bring it up and then you break it down and then you run like 30 to 40 yards to the next station. And a lot of times, even if you ran all the way through, they call you back just to mess with you. Like, <laughs> Try to break you down of, mentally. Yeah, kind of. So we do that workout with like seven different stations at the end we do like 20 110 yard sprints and like it was just torture like i'm like looking back at it now i'm like how do we do this stuff but you know it's it's awesome when you do it with your with your brothers there and everybody's pushing each other and you're like man you got this i got this and, and that's really what it was in college yeah man that's that's something about sports especially team sports that that teaches kids and teaches people it's, you know teamwork working with each other how to how to uh you know come back after being broken down how to push through when you're feeling uncomfortable i'll tell you man you know being a teacher a lot of kids these days they don't want to go through discomfort they just want to they just want to talk about how hard things are and then kind of sulk not everybody but there's a you know, there's a lot of kids like that and i think i think sports at any level really they teach that mental aspect obviously the, the physical aspects but the mental capabilities of being broken down when life hits you hard and, and having to prosper through that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think I think football, the, any of the sports, I, I grew up playing three sports, but I think football the most than any sport teaches you not only about phys- physical toughness, but mental toughness. I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, it's so different nowadays. I remember growing up, the coaches I had, even from peewee level, high school, I mean, they would chew you out, call you every name in the book. And, but it was like a respect thing. Like you, they were going to try to push you to the max and get the best out of you. And I remember, I remember going to college, and you know, guys were thinking like coaches were on them and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, this is nothing compared to like my coaches in high school and growing up. Right. Um, you know, they they'd be hard on you. But I think at, at the end of the day, it, it taught football teaches you a lot, like like life, a bunch of lessons, like you said, overcoming adversity. You know, going through hard times. Like I mean. There is no sport like that, and the amount of toughness that it's been, I've been able to apply to the regular world and, and you know workforce now. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I think there's nothing worse than some of those times and practices and workouts that I had in football. Yeah, man, and but not to mention how much fun you have. You know, like knowing yeah. that you can get through some of that shit, and then you know the bonds you build. Like you said, you have lifetime friends now. You know, some yeah. same thing with me. Same, some a lot. You know, a lot of my friends are guys that I met in college, the kickers anyway. You know, we like to hang out with each other. and we the like specialists. To, the specialists, you know, us goofy guys. We like to hang out and joke around. And, like, those are some of the guys that I, I keep in contact the most with. We had such a good time, you know. Exactly. Uh, I, I also like to think that fitness all around, you know, the the work ethic it takes to go and the discipline it takes to get up early, go to the gym, make sure you're structuring your workouts accordingly, getting enough sleep, make sure you're eating properly and all that. Like that's so important. And you can learn so much from just having like a, a consistent fitness routine and you can apply those principles to life, you know, in any way, shape or form. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. I, I always, I always tell everyone, Fitness, I mean, is one of the best things for you mentally, physically, spiritually, everything. 
you're having a, a tough day or whatever, man, go to the gym. You know, the stress relief, I mean, the feeling afterwards, I mean, there's there's nothing like hitting the gym. No, I nothing mean. like it. I swear to God, I agree with you 100%. So your workouts now, I mean, obviously – they're, they're still they're still intense I'm sure you're 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 a big guy you're a strong guy but uh, explain to me a little bit about your workouts now versus your your uh, your college and pro days of exercising so now is a lot more to look good for a step <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> get the pump get the big arms you know big chest all, all that good stuff how old are, how old are you now so I'm 31 man. 31 I'm old out here. <laughs> no, dude, you are you are still in the prime of your life. Get out of town. Yeah, so so now is, is to to look good, you know, basically, and you know, I follow I follow two different plans mostly. Mostly, I do I do circuits for about four to six weeks. Sometimes, you know, different circuit workouts, and then after that, I'll go more traditional breakdowns. You know, uh, a lot more six six to eight, four to six rep. Um, you know, regular workouts. You know, chest triceps. Sure, sure. Back day, shoulder and, and biceps day, leg day, um, more traditional like that. So I try to mix it up, you know, to, to change up the workouts, do different things, barbell sometimes, dumbbell sometimes. But really, it's, it's about changing it up because your body gets used to the same routine. So if you don't change it up, you know, you need you, your body needs something new. So that's that's what I try to do every every four to six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good that's a good structure in putting in you know in phase work. A lot, not a lot of people. They, they understand like how to like put it in as far as like phases, you know, four to six weeks is, is perfect amount of time to do something, you know, let your body change through the difficulty. And then after a good six week period, switch, exactly. switch it up, you know, do something a little different. Now, um, are you strictly working with barbells and dumbbells and stuff? Yeah, so majority of my stuff I do with dumbbells, but sometimes I switch it up with barbells. And then, uh, oh yeah, when when I did play, so everything was more about explosion and power. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. Slower reps, um, all about explosion, hang cleans, uh, power cleans. I mean snatches, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, box jumps, li- literally anything with power, deadlifts, like anything we can get that power. Um, you know, pin squats, squats or bands, anything that you can get that power and explosion. Right. That's what I was doing. I wasn't about look, looking good. You know, even though, you know, I did, it was more about the power. Sure. I mean, you guys are in the trenches. You have to, you know, beat the other big boy across from you and, you know, get after the quarterback. Get that ball, man. Exactly. For sure. So, um, how about kettlebells? Do you ever do any, like, kettlebell movements now? Yeah. Some of the kettlebell swings. Uh, actually, I love doing shoulder press sometimes with the kettlebells. Oh yeah, because you can go pretty heavy on there, and it really works it in, in a different way that you feel it from traditional dumbbells or uh, barbell presses. So I like to mix it up a lot of times. You know, incorporate some of that lateral raises sometimes with it too, because it's 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 really hard to balance. You know, especially if you're holding there, it's really working your your forearms and your wrists as well. Sure, man. Try try holding that thing upside down and like getting a yep. good, a good grip yeah. on it and oh, and work your 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 hand grip and and rotate the shoulders out and inwards. Mm-hmm. Kettlebells are so awesome and and the best thing about kettlebells if you're a guy that travels a lot, I mean, you can bring it in a bowling ball bag and then take yep. it with you anywhere. And yeah. uh, there you go. You got a gym in your hotel room, you got a gym you do anywhere. That when you travel uh, I don't. That's a that's a Joe Ro- that's a Joe Rogan thing. <laughs> that's where I learned that from. Flying private though. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I'm not doing much traveling now. Uh, I'm usually in Chicago, but 
when I do travel, like I go, I do like in-house training. So I'll go to people's houses and train and, um, I'll, I'll carry them in like uh crates or suitcase or something, yeah. you know? So when you do in-house training, yeah. what, what stuff do you bring? Do some people have it at their house or other people you got to bring everything? Yeah. So some people have, have equipment and then, uh, some people have nothing. And I, then when, when people have nothing, I bring, you know, three, four kettlebells, I'll bring a couple dumbbells. And then, uh, not lately, the last six, six months, I've been using, uh, steel maces. Have you ever done anything with some st- no, what's, steel? No, what's that? So a steel mace is like, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's like a, maybe three, three, two and a half, three foot, like steel rod with like a, uh, a metal ball on top. Okay. Um, and it's, it's used really for, for strengthening your spine, strengthening your okay. shoulder girdles and, and, and strengthening your core. Um, it's a great cardiovascular exercise, um, when you're swinging that thing around and they don't go super heavy, but with the, with the movements that, that you do with them, I mean, you can easily let that ball get away from you. You know, yep. they only, they only go up to like 25 pounds. I'm sure you can get them heavier, but there's just, there's really no need to go that much heavier. So there's a, a, a training system that I've been working with now called uh, Viking Ninja training system. Okay. And it's all about steel mace and body weight movement and the idea is just to strengthen your core and your spine because when your spine is strengthened the signals through just get sent more fluidly and you know when when your when your spine is is strong then you just you're able to just maintain and and, and keep strength for much longer periods of time and you know it's just uh like i said it's another fun different kind of way to exercise you know um, so in the pro pros, in your days in the pros, uh, you, you played with a lot of, you know, notable players with the bears who, who influenced you the most when you were in that locker room? As far as in the weight room or just in general? Uh, in general, you know, just being like a younger guy and, yeah. and, you know, hanging out with, yeah. with professionals that been there, you know, like a Brian Urlacher, for example, yeah. like how, how, how do these guys influence you and in, in, a young guy like yourself in that locker room, you know? Yeah. So I'd, I'd probably say the most influential guy in the locker room is probably Israel Adonijay. Yeah. Um, Izzy, I mean, everybody knows him around Chicago. We, we used to joke around and call him the mayor of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest dudes ever. I mean, this is a guy that is six, 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 seven was 300 pounds and made the league his first eight years through special teams doing kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. Usually, now nowadays, guys that big are doing a bunch of stuff. But back then, guys didn't do that. That was unheard of. Right. See, I, I remember I used to watch when I was in college, this big dude, number 71, flying down the field. And I'm like, who is that big dude with that <laughs> collar just destroying people? Um, he was the ultimate wedge buster. But he's a guy that when I first got in the league, he just started playing defense like the year before. So he played defensive end, I played defensive end. You know, we're competing against each other, but sure. he was always the, such a cool dude. Like, it, was, it wasn't about the competition between us. He was like, hey, he's a young guy, I'm going to try to help him out, school him on anything. And it was surprising because you think in the league, guys are like, nah, man, I ain't helping out this dude because he can take my spot. Sure. He was a lot of money cool at stake. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> he was such a cool dude and, and helped me out with anything I needed. And, uh, you know, something I always remember. That's pretty awesome, man. Did you find that a lot of guys were like that, or I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot more than you than you would think. Um, especially the older guys, like Erlacher. I always said that, like, for being as famous as he is, 
he was one of the most down-to-earth, nicest guys ever. I remember getting drafted there, and when the first day I came in there, he was like, oh, what's up, Woot? Like, uh, glad to have you here, man. See you in college. Like, glad to have you part of the team. And that just, like, meant the world. I was like, Brian Erlacher just said this. I called my parents. I'm like, yo, this is, this is it. Dude, that's pretty awesome. I uh, I got to train a couple times with Robbie Gold when I was kicking yeah. in college, and that guy was super nice and just extremely influential. I mean, you want to talk about the laser focus that that guy had. Talk a little bit about your uh, interactions with him. Yeah, Robbie, we actually worked out at the same place in the offseason, this place, Poliquin Performance, and they followed the principles of, I'm sure you know, Charles Poliquin. He just passed away recently, but he had some great philosophies for training, for power and explosion. And uh, really, when I came back from the ACL injury, I wasn't 100% my first year. And then I went to Poliquin Performance and trained there. And my vertical went from a 20 to a 36 in a matter of three months just from training there for the wow. explosion and power. That's how, you know, not explosive I was after the ACL. And, you know, being able to gain 16 inches in such a short period yeah. of time, I mean, just showcases how much that training can really impact you. Absolutely. What, like, talk about, like, mentally, how hard is it coming back from a major injury like that? How do you, like, how do you get to trust your body again? Yeah, it, re- it really is tough. I, I, I would say... When you have an injury, when you have a surgery, it's always different, right? And it's, it's knowing how to, you know, overcome that and get used to it, right? Yeah. The feeling of being different because this is not the same knee that you were born with. Yeah, right. You've gone through most of your life with. So it's a little bit different. You have to get used to the, you know, different things you have to do. So you're like, hey, you know, I, when I'm walking, this feels a little bit different. But you get, you get used to it after a while. And you just have to get over the mental hurdle, like, you had you got injured and it was a bad thing, but you have to eventually like the more you do with it, the more cutting, the more planning, the more lifting, the more working out with it, the more comfortable you get to a point where you don't think about it anymore. It just becomes normal to you. Yeah. Did you do a cadaver or did they take it from your hamstring? No, they took it from my um, from my actually patella tendon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right in the front I got a you know, that big scar that yeah. you see right yeah. in the front, that little like four inch line. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was the hardest part because you get a lot of patellar tendonitis like mm-hmm. the first year because it's it's still healing uh, from the portion you took out. But it, they say it's the strongest one, and I mean surgery's gotten so much better now. Oh yeah, rehab and, and guys are really coming back a lot better than it. But I think it's just something that you know guys will get injured and and guys are coming back great from it. But it's just something that like obviously. Surgically paired need is, is never going to be as good as your other one. Oh, you know? for you sure. get to a point where you're close, but you're never exactly going to be a hundred percent. I don't care what anybody says. I, I I don't think that. Yeah, no, I agree. But now nowadays, guys are doing like you know a bunch of stem cell implants and yeah, surgeries there's, like there's that. So many different things that you can do. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. So, what type of like recovery things that they make you guys do? You know, after practice, post game, like what? What were some of your favorite things? Hyperbaric chamber or yeah, so, ice bath? So what, what I always used to do was a contrast after practice, the game. So I do cold tub, hot tub, cold tub, hot tub. And so I do like, yeah, I go down the line. I go five minutes in the cold, five minutes in the hot, and then go all the way down to one. And then sometimes work my way back up just to flush your legs. Yeah, love flowing there. Uh, so I do that a lot. I do. I go to this lady, uh, Jenny Vola, and. She's in Lincoln Park. I, I think she's still there. But when I played, I mean, this lady was a miracle worker. She did fascial stretching, cupping, dry needling, uh, deep tissue work. I mean, she works with the with the bearers now and, and works with, like, probably, I'd say, 50% of the team. 
I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the things she do. I'd, I'd be over there struggling after game day, and then, you know, she found a way to, <laughs> to get me to game day. So That's good. My, yeah, my last year for the Bears, I played with a torn labor in my hip, so I was I was struggling, but she, she helped out a lot. Um, yeah, but anything you could do to get the edge, like nowadays, I mean, everything is so advanced. Uh, people are doing those uh, those cold chambers. Yeah, now. cryotherapy. Yeah, the cryotherapies. I mean, people, people swear are, by them, man. They're they're yeah. super popular. Yeah, I've never tried it. I uh, definitely want to, but I mean, it's. I mean, who knows what they're gonna have years from now? I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure, like, for sure, man. It's uh, cryo is interesting. Um, you can't go in there for too long. Obviously, I mean, it goes like negative two hundred fifty degrees. It's yep. it's freaking it's freaking cold, but you do feel super energized when you get out of there, man. And okay. it's only for three minutes. Um, I there there's some people talking about putting that shit in the airport for people when they get off. Wow. Air, yeah, when the people get off airplanes, you go do a three minute cryo and just feel rejuvenated, especially if like you're jet lagged or something. There's yeah. some uh, yeah, there's some real uh, like that that's gonna be taken off too. You know, it's not yeah. if not already. Um, Let's talk a little bit nutrition. Nutrition nowadays is like the new religion, man. It's like, what do you believe in? Keto or carnivore diet or vegetarian? You know what I'm saying? What is there anything that you're doing specifically? So a lot of times now I do intermittent fasting uh, nice. just because I'm on the road. And, and sometimes this is a little harder, you know, because I'm, I'm not cook, cooking as much. So yeah. I try to fast so I, I avoid like, eating so many calories in such a such a short period of time. So I try to limited to like maybe one or two meals a day so that way if i if i do you know if i'm going out to dinner or something i can enjoy a little something more than i normally would sure um but yeah like when i'm home like i'm, I'm pretty strict about it you know I, I i just stick to calories mostly you know a lot of whole grains um i try to try to get my proteins in like eggs in the morning um i usually do like one egg white and or no one egg and usually like four or five egg whites, um, some steel cut oats. I put peanut butter in it, uh, like two handfuls of spinach. Um, you know, for lunch, I'll try to do some chicken and rice or something like that. And then some vegetables and then dinner, you know, it just depends on kind of meat, sweet potato. Cool. Yeah. Vegetable. So yeah, when I'm at home, like I eat, I eat really good, but you know, in Chicago, it's, it's tough sometimes. Sure, but, man. You know, Chipotle is available, which is you know, not a bad option. I say that's my that's my go to fast food. You can yeah. you can really do you know you can get your macros hit there and yeah. you know not feel super bad. What's your uh, what are your uh, intermittent fasting hours? You do twelve to sixteen or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, so I so I usually do uh, like the twelve to eight window. Of twelve eating. to eight. Yeah, so I do like sixteen sixteen hours of uh, fasting. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I try to hit that. And sometimes it differs. Like sometimes I go longer, sometimes I go a little shorter, depending on the day. Um, yeah, it, it just really depends, um, you know. And then sometimes, if I, if I have an early show, sometimes I try to eat before the morning, you know, before the show, mm -hmm. and then I'll fast for lunch and just wait till dinner. So it just depends. Yeah, dude, that I'm a big proponent of that. I do that every day, at least twelve hours maximum, mm -hmm. sixteen hours. Sometimes I'll do an eighteen hour fast. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a huge proponent of that. It keeps me in a caloric deficit, and you know, it, it all depends. Like everyone's got individual goals, but for me, man, like I stay, I stay like mentally focused, and I'm not hungry throughout the day, and you know, I can stay fairly lean when I'm when I'm doing intermittent fasting. And then when I get off of it for a couple of days, you know, I have a lot of room for error. You know, I can have exactly. a I can have a cheat day or a cheat weekend. I like to say every once in a while. Um. So 
So you said, hold on, you said cheat day or meal. Like, what's your what's your go to cheat? Like, if you if you had to have one thing, you're like, man, I'm craving this. Dude, I fucking love donuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> So like if there's a box of donuts there, like Friday is usually my cheat my cheat uh, day. Like I I don't give a shit on Friday, like because Monday through Thursday I I'm really I'm really disciplined. I make sure that you know I, I don't start eating until twelve thirty, and I'll stop you know the night before it'll be like eight eight p.m. I'm stop I stopped yeah. eating, and then twelve thirty the next day is when I have my first meal. Usually, you know, I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning. I, I wake up at four in the morning to get some clients in before I go teach. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm up, dude. I'm up at the crack ass of dawn, and I get I get that black coffee in. Um, I do uh, lion's mane mushroom in there. Do you do you ever mess with lion's mane mushroom? Uh, no, no, I never heard of that. So lion's mane mushroom is like, it's it's proven to regrow neural tissue. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of studies on it and, you know, people with concussions or head injuries, it, it shows that it grows neural, grows neural tissue faster than a lot of other things that are out there. So yeah, take a, take a look at that. I like, I like it because, you know, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in people's faces all day long and I have to be in my, my tip top shape, whether I'm training a client, whether I'm teaching classes, whether I'm at school teaching or coaching on the field, I coach soccer. Um, or whether, uh, and I'm doing a podcast, I want to try to stay as on top of my game as possible. And, um, I like to, I like to do this, this lion's mane mushroom throughout, throughout the day. And then I'll do like, um, like a chaga mushroom to help build my immunity. I'll throw that in my coffee as well. And then uh, cordyceps is huge for like stamina and endurance throughout the day as well. So I like to make a little coffee cocktail. I like to call it with a little bit of that inside there and, um, some cinnamon and that'll be like my morning thing and then um after that i won't eat until lunchtime and then lunchtime is usually just like just just like how you how you eat you know some meats pork turkey chicken fish with uh, vegetables i make a green shake um and then i'll have one more meal at dinner time and and that's it man i'm satiated i feel good and like i can keep a, a lean physique a leaner physique uh all year round you know i don't go through like these phases where i'm bulking and cutting and that that bodybuilding style stuff i just uh i try to maintain a you know a lean physique i'm not a very tall guy i'm like five five nine on a good hair day uh but uh you know i'll stay roughly around like 191 192 okay cool yeah man um talk a little bit about uh your sleep habits what um what, what what kind of sleep are you getting on a, on a regular basis? Well, it, it's so when I'm when I'm out here in Chicago, um, this is my family is is in St. Louis just for the season, because um, it's easier for them. Because my uh, my wife's mom is retired, so she helps out with the two kids we have. But when I'm here, I sleep good. You know, when I'm at home, we have a newborn. So oh, congratulations! Uh, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. So it's a little bit tough. Uh, you know, when I'm home, you know, I'm, I'm not as home as much during the season, but I try to stay up with our with our daughter so my wife can get some sleep so Absolutely. it's a little tough over there you know especially when you when you have kids um especially the newborn like before we had our newborn our oldest was is three so she sleeps through the night easy all day so that wasn't an issue but it's a, it's a little bit harder you know when you have a younger one so um i try okay. to get seven to eight when i'm out here but you know it, it varies when i'm at home <laughs> yeah man i i can't imagine i'm not there yet my wife and i we've been married now for a little bit over a year and that conversation about kids uh, hasn't come up yet, and 
I don't uh, I don't want to rush into anything like that. So I want to take my sleep as much as I can get it right now. You know what I'm saying? Might as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So another thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I don't want to take a ton of your time, man. you are responsible for ending the Iron Man's career. I know you know what I'm talking about. Getting, uh, getting. No, Bre- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, is, what was that like? You know, being the guy to like basically have uh, Brett Favre's last play. I mean, in Chicago, you know, you, you knock out somebody like that, and uh, you're you're a king. You know what I'm saying? What's that like? What's that feeling like? sack against a guy like him, I mean, it's incredible, you know, a guy I watched growing up, and the gunslinger, the legend himself, yeah. the comeback victory, I mean, it's incredible, but unfortunately, he went down with a head injury, and you know, in, in football nowadays, I mean, he said he's, he's had a lot over the years in, in his in his career, so never want to see somebody go down, but obviously, it was dope having my first sack against him. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Big accomplishment, man. You, uh, you were a pleasure to watch, uh, when you were playing and you know watching you on fox 32 you look like you're having a great time and, and you know you're just spitting your knowledge and you know you're smart as hell and um you know your facebook is interesting you know that's why i i, I reached out to you and i'm super glad we got this podcast rolling and i figured out the kinks here um so thank you so much man i can't uh, express oh, yeah. my gratitude oh, enough oh, and man. Yeah, dude, you're the man. So what's uh what's next for, for Corey Wooten going forward here on out? Hey, so, you know, just trying to continue what I'm doing in the broadcasting world and uh, just try to make my mark, leave my mark, and uh, continue doing that. And hopefully maybe maybe branch out into some fitness stuff in the future. You know, I'd love to do some stuff. I mean, fitness is a, is a growing industry, and it continues the supplements from everything. So I would, I would love to do something the future with that as well so we'll, we'll see yeah man the future may hold but i'm enjoying enjoying it you know life is a journey i'm enjoying this part right now good man enjoy the day-to-day that's one of the messages i like to give out to kids and you know colleagues and friends is we're, we're always so much in a rush to get to where we want to get to and we don't enjoy the day-to-day the day-to-day grind exactly. you know the, the the highs and lows everything happens for a reason like you were saying and Every situation, there's something that we can learn from, and exactly. dude, that's something. I, I that's a that's a message I really want to get out there with this podcast. Is people need to calm down. They need to just relax and enjoy the day to day, the time with their family, the time with their kids, their wives, and and friends, and 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 their work, and figure out what is important to them and how they can provide value to people. So, hey, I, again, I really appreciate you. Uh, you doing this podcast and I and I hope we can do this again one day and if there's any if there's anything I can you know provide you value with as far as like getting a business into fitness or if you have any questions I'm obviously uh, an open book and I'll do what I can to provide you a value because you've provided a value to many man thank you man I really appreciate it, it was a lot of fun absolutely uh have a great night and uh we'll keep in touch man all right you too bro. all right you take care all right all right that was the podcast everybody thank you for tuning in thank you Corey wooten for your time it was a pleasure talking to you thank you to the sponsors thank you to action coffee check the show notes right now go to www.drinkaction.com and get 12 percent off your order at action coffee when you use promo code danny thank you to superhuman tools make sure to get your planner today 
right in time for the holidays, use promo code Danny at superhumantools.com. And last but certainly not least, Barbell Apparel. Go to www.barbellapparel.com and get 10% off your order at Barbell Clothing. Get those juicy thighs into those jeans and let them fit comfortably. That's the show, everybody. Make sure to check out my Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. DannyCola.com is currently under construction and will be up and running shortly. Please enjoy life, promote love, and live a fun, healthy lifestyle day in and day out. Have a great day, night, and life. <laughs>